everybody. Welcome back to Uptime. Um, Greg's not here today. Um, so basically, there was no entrance, and usually you're used to seeing the video up here, but I'm not used to all these controls, so bear with us. I'm Bob Barber. This is brother Bob Hagen, Kevin Hookman. Yep. And we are here to give you some cheer, some hope, because the way it looks right now, we got uh, until things change, we got about two weeks left. Or three or four weeks, give or take, you know. And uh, I know that this could be this. In my last video, I talked about this is going to be a this is a jubilee year we're going into. So that means that it's a high watch, not just for the Feast of Trumpets, but also going all the way through Yom Kippur, uh, David Tolman. So high watch, super high watch right now. Really excited. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, can you maybe you can first bring up? Um, can you bring up a Bible verse? Are you able to do that with your controls there? Um, See, I'm just I'm, I'm just hammering them right off the bat, Robert. I'm just like Bob. I'm can you do this one? Here, so bear with me. All right. All right. Well, try try that out. If you can bring up a Bible verse, I like to you to bring up the Leviticus Bible verse. I think it's Leviticus twenty five eight or twenty three eight that talks about in a Jubilee year, what happens on the day of atonement. Um, but in the meantime, um, I agree with you that things are definitely heating up. There are a lot of channels and a lot of watchers out there that are um, very excited about the season that we're in. And rightly so. I think everybody gets, even those who are like, Oh, you know, the rapture can happen on any day, um, which is most likely true. I mean, God can do whatever he wishes, right. To according to his will. And um, but I think that all of us get really excited once the fall feasts come, because we know that the spring feasts Jesus fulfilled 2000 years ago. And we and we figure, you know, with Pentecost being fulfilled as well after he ascended, we know that there's still fall feasts and that they have not yet been fulfilled in the way that they like the spring feasts were. So, you know, I think we're all looking for the fall feast to be fulfilled when he returns. And we believe that the first step of that is that Jesus doesn't, doesn't actually set foot on the ground, but his return, he descends into the clouds and he calls his believers up to be with him. And that uh, we're up there during the, the course of the, the tribulation period, Daniel's 70th week. And then at the end of that week, uh, Jesus returns uh, along with with us and with the heavenly hosts and uh, and return for a millennial reign, basically. So, um, yeah, we think that the, those those steps still need to be fulfilled uh, during the, the fall feast and uh, the rapture. Some people will say, yeah, the rapture is the first step of that. And that's the first fall feast, the Feast of Trumpets. Other people will say, well, that's when he returns to the ground. Uh, at what people know as the second coming and that he comes back on the feast of trumpets. And then he, uh, he has a day of atonement, which is, I guess the battle there. And then the feast of tabernacles when he sets up his millennial reign, other people believe rapture comes first on the feast of trumpets. And then he returns to the earth on the day of atonement. And five days later, he sets up his kingdom with the millennial reign. But I think that, all those things that have that, that are in common, Bob, are that they're all fall feasts. And mm-hmm. so when we get to this season of the fall feast, 
I think that everyone gets really excited about that every year. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, the fact that uh, the Bible says that at the last trump, we shall be changed. Okay. At the last trump. And that is everything to do with the beast trumpets and also could possibly have some, something to do with the, uh, with the uh, Yom Kippur coming up, you know, brother Bob, what do you a think? A lot of people, hold on a second. A lot of people are asking in the oh, chat, where is Greg? They may have come in a little bit late. So Bob, can oh, okay. you? So Greg is uh, spending time with his family tonight. Uh, something he needed to do. And so basically you're going to have an amateur behind the controls here. I haven't figured out how to bring up the verses yet. That just shows you how good Greg is with all this stuff. <laughs> you said, you said there's good. a, you said there's an amateur behind the controls. You're the one running it, not me. <laughs> if it was an amateur, it would be me. I don't think that I could run it as well as you're doing right now either, Bob. So I think you're doing a good job so far. These guys, these two guys are head and shoulders better than me with all this computer stuff. So uh, I don't know. Uh, but as far as what's going on and the time of year and, uh, you know, the, the fall feast and everything, I agree with you guys on that. Um. I, I really, you know, I know there's been a lot of people having having dreams. Uh, I was, I got texted one uh, recently from a friend, and and um, it was it was pretty interesting. It was pretty detailed, and it had to do with Armageddon. And um, but there's a lot of things that are happening. Um, there's, of course, the, the continuing. Uh, tension in the world, wars all over the place. There's wars in places that people don't even, you know, they don't even report on them. There's so many of them. Mm -hmm. There's uh, thousands and thousands of earthquakes every day. In fact, they just had a big, huge one in China not too long ago. Certainly civil Um, wars, right? Yeah. And uh, there's the weather and, and just so many other things going on. But, you know, we have a hope. Mm-hmm. That uh, Jesus Christ is going to return, Amen. and we're you know our bodies are going to be changed. They're going to have to be changed in order for the tr- for the trip we're going to be taking. That's true, if you will. Um, it's not like getting on a jetliner. It's going to be something we're going we're going to have to be able to handle the change of atmosphere, if you will. Um, I really I don't believe that God has appointed us to go through. A, a terrible time of wrath mm. to prove that we've were able to uh, endure to the end. I've heard that argument many times. Um, Jesus Christ was the one who endured to the end. You guys, Amen. Amen. we could not do it. None of us, uh, myself, Kevin, Bob, Greg, Michael, any anybody that's ever been on here does not have the strength, does not have the capacity to to uh, stand like the faithful Lord Jesus Christ did. Um, and we're thankful that he did. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, he didn't have to. He, he could have, you know, in, in the garden, he said, is there any other way that we can do this, Father? You know, if this cup can be taken from me, is there any other way? But not my will, thine be done. If, he, if you know, and then when he, when he finally 
uttered the words it is finished it was not just finished for that for that night it was finished for all time it was it was something that was accomplished as you read in hebrews uh it was an acceptable sacrifice to heavenly father that it was going to be i mean that the, the blood of Jesus Christ is so phenomenally incredible beyond what I could even try to try to start explaining. But I'll tell you, it, if it wasn't for that, this guy wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I don't think any mm-hmm. of us would, honestly. Mm-hmm. And we've all gone through some things in the last couple of years. And they could have gone the other direction very easily. But for for some reason, we're still here. Um, I want to wish Shannon a happy birthday. Uh, Greg's wife. I don't know if her birthday's today. I think it's coming up in the next couple of days or something. But I want to wish her a happy birthday and allowing Greg to take time and be with us every week too. <laughs> I always thank him for her because <laughs> it's 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 a good thing. But anyway, we're we're very. Uh, you know we're not we're not worthy for all the things that we've we've been we've been given, Kevin. But we we we're thankful for the things that that uh, Jesus Christ accomplished and continues to accomplish. His ministry didn't end. It's didn't. You know, it's he didn't go up there and then say, "Well, time for me to play cards." Now he he's our advocate with the Father. Um. He's daily making intercession for us. That, that, that's there's things if you if you just read those and you never think about them and let them sink into your heart. It's just they're not just words on a page. When it talks about Jesus Christ making intercession for us, I mean, what better intercessor would you want than him? Like me, I'm. That's the one I want. And like you said so many times before, all of us, and I always exhort people to give Jesus Christ a chance, and don't wait till tomorrow. Don't don't wait till tomorrow, especially now, right, Bob? I mean, the way things are going, it's just. I mean, you know, if you're watching this, if you've accidentally stumbled across this broadcast tonight, it's time to seek the one true and living God. And turn your life over to him and just see what he'll do for you. Yeah. You know, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of expectation happening right now. A lot of things happening right now. Um, uh, I think today the World Health Organization has began to uh, gain global power now. It's talked about September 13th. Uh, of course, a lot of other things have happened. Uh, the death of the uh, Queen of England. Okay. Queen of England, right? Yeah. And so she passed away. Been in power for 70 years. How quaint. 70 years. Interesting number. And now, huh? and now uh, King uh, King Charles III now. And you know the thing? You know what's funny? I actually saw a video. Me and my guys remember Kim Komet and all his prophecies, you know? Well, he did pretty good up to about Trump, you know, but be it as it may, he had a prophecy about King Charles. And basically the uh, the prophecy was that King Charles was just going to be a setup guy. Not going to be here very long. All right. 
And basically, in his prophecy, he was talking more about his son. Uh, was it Andrew? Prince Andrew? Okay. He's the one you should be looking out for now. All right. And I, I mean, I'll be quite honest. You know, so if you look at King Charles, I mean, how can a guy like that? I mean, just look at him. You see charisma there? No. He's just a, he's just an over glorified Joe Biden. Okay, nobody's gonna follow that guy. You big young people are gonna go and get behind him? No. He's not the Antichrist. He's a setup guy. I totally believe he's not the Antichrist. No. Yes, I know he has Antichrist emblems on his royal emblem. You guys see that? He has yeah. a red dragon on there, he has a beast, the book of Daniel, he has all that stuff on there, but he's not the guy. Totally no, that's because guy. the spirit of Antichrist has been been around for 2,000 years. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, you're going to see that all over the place. You're going to see those symbols. That's why a lot of people are like, this person's the Antichrist. That person's the Antichrist. No, 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 this person. And, then, of course, the current president, president is always the Antichrist. Uh, the current pope is always the Antichrist in some people's minds. I mean, but what that shows you is that there's a lot of candidates to be the Antichrist because they all have the spirit of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's absolutely true. That's why there's so many, so, so many of them look like the Antichrist, yeah. but they're just operating under the protocols of the Antichrist spirit. They're, okay? they're global. They're the globalist, world, worldly of the world. I mean, even the Pope himself. Sorry to say for those Catholics who think that he's Christ incarnate, but he's not. He's just a man, and he's fallible. And this Pope seems to be more fallible than even other ones. But, I mean, there were some really bad popes in the past, let's, let's be honest. But, mm-hmm. I mean, but to say that that person is the Antichrist, I mean, we all know that the Antichrist is not going to be revealed until we're taken out of here. So we may, we may only know who the Antichrist is, like, the day of the rapture. I mean, we may, we may not know until, we're at, until after we're raptured. But mm-hmm. what we do know is that, you're not to trust any man. You're not to put your faith and trust in any man. And unfortunately, it feel it, 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 the Bible says that the world is going to do that. That the world is going to worship the Antichrist and uh, false Messiah with all lying signs and wonders. No, that's not for me. Um, and I think Robert, you put it perfectly: is that our Messiah. Uh, died as a sacrifice for us and our sins once and for all, right? That's what it says in Hebrews. Once Hebrews is such a good book. I recommend everybody read that book again if you haven't read it in a while because it's it's so beautifully lays out the case of why Jesus is the Messiah and what his purpose is and that we if you understand the history of the world of God's people and you understand the, the importance of a blood sacrifice for sins, this book just lays it out there that, you know, animals were doing the job in the past, but when Jesus came, everything changed, (laughs) everything changed. And that Jesus died once and for all for the sacrifice. And there's no more need for a high priest because Jesus is the high priest in the order of Melchizedek, which is really an interesting story and an interesting line to go research about Melchizedek and that lineage. And many people actually believe that Melchizedek 
was a pre-incarnate Jesus. Um, that's an interesting story to go look at. But the point is, is that Abraham paid him tithes, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, so you think of Abraham as being like this massive leader. He was very powerful. He owned a whole bunch of land and cattle and all kinds of everything. And uh, they got so big that they actually had to split up, right? Him and Lot. So uh, he was a very powerful guy. but And he was also like the head of the Hebrew nation, basically. But he's still paying tithes to this mysterious king who was the king of Jerusalem, right? Uh, it's mm -hmm. really an interesting story. But Hebrews lays it out there, doesn't it, Robert? That Jesus it is does. the only way. Yeah. And that he, is the only, yeah. uh, he is the only God that can actually save us from our sin and that's it and there's no blood sacrifice other than other than his that can do it when you go into hebrews it it, it explains that you know the first adam was of the earth earthy and the second adam is the spiritual mm -hmm. and it talks about how you know like you just explained the sacrifices they had to do them often um the high priest had to you know do it for himself and for the people mm -hmm. and you know according to tradition they would uh, many times they would keep them up all night so that they wouldn't have sinful thoughts and and they also would tie a rope around their ankles when they went into the holy of holies right in case in, in case, case they, they died in case they died so they could pull them back out that's a tough but, job uh, right yeah, they also had bells underneath on their bells. Right. They had to keep dancing around, had bells on the around their bottom of the garments that could hear them. Wait, pull them out. Stop. <laughs> I mean, just just in case the guy's like unholy and he goes in there, um, like that's a bad seed. You know, you almost kind of wish you had that today. Like anybody who stepped in Congress has got to have like bells on this and that. Oh, and if they go in there and they got any kind of mal, you know, contempt mal uh, type of, uh, you know, uh, more uh, morals or uh, they're, they're trying to screw things over or something like that, then you're like, oh, I don't hear the bells anymore. Pull them out and they're just laying yeah. How many? <laughs> how many would there be in there? Oh, there would, would there be three. anybody left, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. maybe we shouldn't do that. I mean, maybe maybe it's better if we just didn't have anybody because, I mean, the Bible says like when we when you have a poor leader, then the, the, the nation mourns, right? I mean, yeah. it's just like, and I mean, look what's going on today. I mean, you have, you know, even even uh, followers of uh, Joe Biden and, and fans of him who voted for him are now complaining that what the heck's going on here that I can't afford anything. And, yeah. and neither can my friends. And, and Joe Biden has a speech and saying, hey, yeah, we're reducing inflation. And the inflation number comes out and it's like eight point something percent. And the stock market goes. And then his uh, energy secretary comes out and says, uh you know, hey, uh, inflation's going to keep going up, and gas prices are going to are going to rise again. The only reason why they're down is because we're just using up all of our uh, strategic reserves for a non-emergency. I mean, how is this an emergency? I mean, granted, yeah, things are high, but who created this crisis? Was it an emergency that all of a sudden came from God? No. Are they going to have any oil left when? When 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 God actually pours out His wrath, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're gonna, they're putting themselves into a tough spot, especially if the tribulation hits come come this fall or something, right? Here's something to think about. Okay, we know that uh, Russia is going to give Europe the squeeze. Huh. Okay, because they're not doing that well in Ukraine, so they're going to go Plan B. 
and squeeze Europe, cut off all their gas. Okay, mm. that way everybody could freeze to death. You know the numbers that they're calling for right now, the people that will perish mm-hmm. during next, this upcoming winter? Millions. Mm. When was the last time we saw millions perish in a relatively short period of time? Okay, and that's just in Europe. That's spreading everywhere. It's coming here, too. Trust me. They're already testing that on the thermostats in, Cal- in uh, Colorado. They're, mm-hmm. they're, turn- they're turning up people's thermostats. They're controlling it. In yeah. Sweden, they, they're arresting people, throwing them in prison for cooking stuff over 145 degrees, okay, and running heat in their homes. So something to think about. If that is – now, from that, from that prediction, if this happens, millions will perish. Now, does that seem to line up with the four horsemen? Because sure. I don't think millions are going to perish in a relatively short period of time, especially in an isolated area, unless the four horsemen are riding. Mm. And if the four horsemen are riding, that only means one thing. we The rapture took place. We went up to heaven. We're standing before the throne. And our Messiah, Jesus Christ, opened up the first four seals and released yeah. those horsemen to initiate the seven tribulation period. Yeah. And peace was taken from the earth at, at the second seal, right, right off the bat. I mean, so, yeah, no, it doesn't look good. I, what, what country is it, Bob, that says that if you, you can be arrested if your thermostat set above 66 degrees or something like Sweden. that? Sweden? Sweden. I mean, it gets cold up there. I mean, uh-huh. it, they're, they're talking about just massive shortages this winter and that heating costs are just going to go through the roof. They've already, I think, tripled or quadrupled from a year ago, but they said that's that's actually nothing to, to what's compared to actually what could happen this coming up winter. Um, and, I mean, I talked about this a few weeks back, and I'm like, you know, I, I think, Bob, I think the world hit its apex a few years back where it was like, okay, yeah, we've got the technology. I mean, people are – are, you know, can, can, can get by. I mean, everyone, you know, even the poor have iPhones and, and devices and all kinds of things, you know, computer in their hand. That was like, that's, that's like thousands of times more powerful than uh, a computer that, that uh, people used back in the sixties. And then they, they fill up the whole room and then you can just have a little thing in your hand now, now that's uh, way more powerful. So, I mean, and, and it's, those things are expensive. Sure. But everyone seems to have one regardless so, I, I, but I think though that we peaked, and I think that we're we're on the slide downward because it seems like that even the basic essentials that people had before um, now they're telling you to go without. You know, don't don't eat meat. Let's not you know let's not uh, have any uh, cows or anything like that anymore because well climate change. Let's eat insects now. Carbon um, footprint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's not eat insects now. Hey. We don't want you to travel. No. We can travel on private jets. No, no problem. We'll go to our climate summits on private jets. But yeah. you, no, no, you shouldn't travel. You should stay at home because every time you go out the door, you increase climate change. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, just like this. It, it just seems like, like they're just killing, yeah. killing the mood. They're like they're, they're like they're giving a they're giving a bad mood to everything, and then like they just want everybody to go without. They've already said you're going to own nothing and like it. Yeah, it just feels like, Bob, like that, the, we, that this whole world of civilization is, is just starting to really starting to crumble. It's and just you like, can see how that leads right yeah. into the tribulation where it just gets just horrible, right? It's like Nazi Germany. You know, you had 
he had a, an individual by the name of Dr. Joseph Goebbels, who was the minister mm. of propaganda, who uh, continually was painting a picture of how the fatherland was being victorious in pretty much all of their all of their battles. Uh, like I, I said before, my mom was in uh, occupied Belgium during that time. And uh, they had those newsreels that they would show of the, you know, the victorious uh, uh, fatherland, the victorious uh, Third Reich winning everything. When in essence they were, you know, spiraling out of control. And, and when the when the war turned, it was never they never changed their uh, mo. They kept saying that they were going to be victorious to the very bit to the very bitter end. And uh, when you watch the the news now. Like this fiasco of this uh, uh, deficit reduction bill that was signed, they had a big thing at the. Supposedly they had this big thing at the White House where uh, Biden and Pelosi and and uh, Schumer were there, and they were all excited about it. And I just I was watching it. I was thinking to myself, you know, this is this is such a. I told my wife such a joke. This stuff. It's it's, you know, they they don't have to. You know, do they have to worry about their heating costs? No. Do they have to worry about the gasoline? I know for a fact they don't pay for their own gasoline incentives. Send it over the house. Most of them. They a lot don't of have people to be, are really they, rich, too. They, they mm. don't have to be concerned about where their next meal is coming from, how they're going to pay yeah. for their medicines. They, they don't, Kevin, they don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So, of course, everything's fine when it doesn't affect you. Right. But when it starts to affect the people out in the in the United States of people that they're supposed to be representing us. And are they representing us for the most part? No, it's not this whole idea of a democracy. Democracy is ruled by mob. That is the definition of democracy. Did you know that? Right. So when, when you hear about, well, we need to be more democratic. I don't want a mob telling me what to do. It's supposed to be a representative form of government. Where well, we that's elect the reason people. why. That's the reason why the founding fathers didn't make it a democracy. Right. Exactly. They didn't make it. They didn't want to make it a monarchy for sure, because they they were they were done with that. They're like, no, you don't. The monarch didn't respect us at all. And and and, you know, the leaders in the country at that time could have become king. Sure. They could have gone and they could have, you know, there's several times, you know, why don't you just become the king? And whoever it was would say, ah, we're not going to do this again. Yeah, because I mean, we, kings we, were very normal back we then. We just I mean, we just got out of this mess. We're not gonna we're not gonna get back into it. Almost everybody had a king back yeah. then. I mean, let's be honest. They, they, and so that's a normal form of government. But right. but they knew that that wasn't going to work, and they also knew that a mob rule wasn't going to work either. No, especially with like all that territory that they had, and that so many different opinions, right, from each of the states. And so they really devised a cool plan in order to have that you know, those states work together in a unity as a United States. I mean, it's such a novel concept and it actually worked, worked out, but the, but the founding fathers also knew that it, that that was a, a precious thing that it was, that was only held together by the people and those who represent them. And that if the representatives started to bribe and try to pay off the people that it was all going to crumble. And 
a lot of the founding fathers warned of, of exactly what's going on today. Um, in addition to that, this country has hurt itself over the years by just expanding federal government every single step of the way so that it has way more power than what the founding fathers ever envisioned for this country. I mean, just the, 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 the Fed alone. I mean, to, to, to say Congress is no longer in charge of exactly what the Constitution says that it's supposed to be in charge of printing money and just give it up to somebody else. That's just one thing. But I mean, look at all the all these other agencies and stuff like that that are out of the executive branch. I mean, come on. Founding fathers never wanted any of that stuff. Uh, so th- this country has hurt itself by what it's done. And now it's gotten to a point where you're absolutely right. Do the representatives actually represent the people or are they just in it for their best interest? And then they bribe the people in order to continue to stay in power. And then all these bills that they have are all laden with pork and they're all laden with kickbacks. Why are these people so rich? They don't make Mm -hmm. a great huge salary, but they're all just stinking rich. How is that possible? A lot of them didn't come into government rich either. They get rich. And so you wonder what is going on there. And we all know what's going on there. So whenever they clap and cheer for one of these big bills, that's just flush with a whole bunch of kickbacks and pork, you know, they're just happy because that they just made more money and they made the people poor and they've taken the money basically from them. It's, it's, it's sickening, Robert. And, and this this country still though is probably the, 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 the most free in the world, it probably probably still is, but that's just because there's a lot of restraining that's going on in this oh, country, goodness. right? I mean, there's a lot of salt mm-hmm. and light, and we get salty when we don't when when we don't have our freedom <laughs> because mm-hmm. we know with Jesus we have freedom, we have freedom from from everything there, and then we get oppressed by these things that happen in our government, and we're not happy about it, and so we get salty on that really quick. But I can tell you this, I'm looking forward to a millennial reign. I I think that that's going to be awesome. With us being perfected and with Jesus on the throne, I think that that we have no one except for ourselves to blame if things go wrong during the millennium. And, and, uh, you know, obviously at the end, Satan comes and rebels. But it's interesting because it's after the 1,000 years. So a lot of people don't don't realize that. They're like, oh, Satan comes back and does this and that. But it says after the 1,000 years, then Satan is loosed a little while. So we're going to reign for a full 1,000 years without Satan, and I think that's going to be an awesome time. Well, I spent a a lot of time on his his side of the ledger, if you will, back in the day. And uh, I don't want to go back there. I'll tell you that right now. But um, there's... You know, like you guys have been saying already, uh, how I don't know how much longer this can go on. It's just, um, you know, there's just so much, uh, there's so much wickedness, and it's it's uh, it's portrayed as uh, you know they'll they'll call they'll call the good bad and they'll call the bad good and and uh, you know there's there's these things that you you hear. And you, and we were talking about it last week. You really have to watch how much of this stuff you allow into your ear gates, because mm-hmm. if if you don't watch it, you you become a little bit depressed with the way things are going. But uh, we don't we don't you know we have that hope. We we don't have to uh, 
you know, we don't have to give up. I mean, there's times when I think we've all gotten to the point where we want to just throw our hands up and say, you know, I, I've had enough of this mess. And um, I talked to, I talked to somebody at work the other day who's going through some things. And uh, I was telling her, I said, you know, I pray for you and, and uh, the Lord doesn't want you to be going through this. So every, every time there's somebody that, that comes up to you and asks you, how come you're at peace and how come you're not, you know, not running out trying to find a loaded gun to off yourself. You can say because of what Jesus Christ did in my life, you know, that's, that's the witness that we have um, going through um, COVID like all three of us have and coming out the other side of it. Um, you know, the, the uh, from whatever, uh, whatever viewpoint you might have on all this stuff that's been going on the last two years, but we're still, we're still uh, fighting for the, you know, we're still pressing toward the mark, if you will. Um, he's not, you know, obviously we haven't been raptured out of here yet, but I believe like uh, what Bob and Kevin have been saying, I think that uh, we're not setting dates, but I don't, I think it's going to be soon. And the word soon can mean any time, <laughs> which yep. is, fi- which is fine with me. I, uh, I think we should talk about that setting dates. Okay. Well, we don't set dates here. I never set a date. All I'm saying right now is, like, I've always said I am an end-time analyst, and I analyze a lot of information. And once I, once I, once I receive enough information, enough data, then I can make a, a reasonable forecast. Okay. Now, nobody can argue with me right now. Nobody can argue with me right now that there is not sufficient enough data that says the next Shemitah cycle is a tribulation cycle. There is plenty of data that's pointing at it. Okay. Now, will it happen? I don't know. You know, and like you're saying, Bob, how can we go another seven more years? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I mean, it's absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> the amount of controls that they're exerting right now. And like I said, we, that, uh, you know, the Queen of England passing away with King Charles coming forward to say they need to consolidate all the power now. That's a big, huge New World Order move. Some people say that he's the originator of... The global reset, which I would believe, okay, you have that going on. You have the Vatican calling for all their, their entities to bring all their money into their accounts at the Vatican by the 30th of this month. When's the last time they did that, Kevin? When's the last Ooh. time the Vatican called for all their money to come in globally? Mm. What do they know that's coming? Okay, so so there's a lot of data seems to indicate that the next seven-year cycle is going to be the tribulation period. Now, what if it's not? Then <laughs> we are really going to go to war. <laughs> it's going to be a tough seven years. If we're looking at another seven-year period, it's going to be, we are really going to get pushed to the brink. But, like you're saying there, Bob, uh, the or was it you, Kevin, that the hand of restraint is still here. They can't go full bore. Okay? Um, somebody in, a, in the chat mentioned something about uh, concentration camps for us Christians here. I don't think they'll get that far here. Uh, what they're going to do here is shut off all your power, cut off, cut you off from the banks, do all that stuff. Mm. Okay, they're not going. They don't have enough power, enough room to house that many. You know, uh, what's a, what Joe Biden calls us all uh, illegal or um, terrorists, whatever he wants to call us. Eighty-five million. How how are you going to 
how are you going to rest in and house 85 million people? <laughs> There's not enough concentration yeah. camps to do that. Uh-huh. So they can't do that. They don't have enough manpower to do that. And they and in order to get that manpower, they got to have foreign armies come in and do all that stuff. And by that point, if that's happened, the rapture has been long yeah. done, long mm-hmm. time ago. So we're not looking at that stuff happening with us. But I can see that stuff coming in here and being a problem for those left behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there may be people dying in concentration camps when those, uh, perhaps when those, uh, right before those trumpets go off three and a half years into the tribulation period, you know. So as far as that's concerned, though, uh, like I said, having booked any dates i've not said a single date all like like we said before we're looking for a needle in the haystack a split second a split second of any day uh someone mentioned right here that the rapture could happen tonight absolutely can it happen tonight man could it happen tonight a split second okay everything's in place okay definitely could be looking for that Mm -hmm. Uh, but as far as a seven-year period we can see that because that's easy for us to spot because we know the seven-year Shemitah cycles, okay? Mm-hmm. And since we've seen many historical events taking place on Shemitah cycles that align with this current one right now means that these Shemitah cycles are not off. For example, 2001 with the terrorist attacks, 2001 to 2008 um, uh, global market collapse, 2015 global market collapse, Okay. And so on and so forth. You just keep going back all the way to 1938. Okay. Right. And, and you guys, oh, by the way, about 1938, did you guys, you guys remember that, uh, that World of the Worlds uh, broadcast Orson Welles did? Yeah. Right. Robert, you probably heard that, right? <laughs> Anyways, if you guys don't know about this, uh, Orson Welles came on radio and he goes, he went into the skip, but, but the way he did it, it sound it was like a real uh oh, sure. alien invasion. Yeah. And it created all this chaos. I think yeah. that was totally engineered. Yeah. Totally engineered. That wasn't an accident. That, that was happened he, in 1938, right before yeah, the, that was uh, panic. The dry run began. People were killing themselves when they were listening to that. They were jumping out of bill. I mean, and then and then they afterwards they said it was it was a a, a radio drama. Yeah. What? A radio drama, and it, it, so it was. I believe you're right because how could they hypnotize that many people? And see, th- this is why you got to really watch out how much of this stuff you you take. You know, you spend a lot of time thinking about the con- you know, like the FEMA camps, uh, the different things. You know, go out and buy food supplies for the next twenty years, and and uh, you know, make sure you have gold and silver and you know guns and ammo and all that stuff i know a guy who used to i mean he had he he had every gun under the sun and he had i don't know how many thousands of rounds and uh the lord told him one day to sell it all and he's got a great ministry he he said you know it's not going to do any good so he started selling everything he got rid of all the stuff because what was he going to do? Be a one-man army? Was it going to be Rambo or something? I mean, it only takes you know, one round coming back at you. Yeah. And then yeah. what's the point, right? It says, the Bible says, live by the sword, die by the sword. I mean, if you're going to go through and take up arms, that's how you're going to die. 
and and our and our our vocation, if you will, you know, all of us have the one thing in common is that we we really want to we want people to know the Lord Jesus Christ. When I was into Buddhism, I wanted people to know about Buddhism, and I used to tell everybody about it. And when I, you know, when I finally realized that it was it was wrong, and it was not the there you go. It was not go. the it was not the uh, right way to go. Um, you know, especially when they started showing me scripture like John fourteen six and Acts four twelve, and you know, there's no name named under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. And we've said this many times before. Either he told the truth, folks, or he lied. And if he lied, we shouldn't be on here at all. Because we're deceiving a lot of people. Right. But if, if he told the truth, which I believe, we all believe he did tell the truth, then we got a message. It's like that uh, that song written years ago by uh, Steve Green, The Mission. Have you guys ever heard that song? Mm-hmm. You, ought to, you ought to put that on, you know, go to the internet later. Yeah, Bob, can you go ahead and just uh, cue that up? <laughs> yeah, sure, problem. no problem. <laughs> all right. But it's a... Uh, it's just uh, I, had, I had like an hour warning. Yeah. Before I got but anyway, here, but... Uh, before <laughs> next before next week, listen, crazy before thing. next week, Kevin, listen to that song, "The Mission" by Steve Green. The mission, and and uh, and then we'll we'll talk about it because it's just like one of the one of the uh, lines in there, as the candle is consumed by the passion of the flame. Uh, it, it's just a it's an incredibly beautiful song. You know, it, it just, you just got to listen to it. People are going and right now they're typing in mission and I hope they listen to it. I'm, I'm actually typing in right now. <laughs> yeah. It's a wonderful song and it's, 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 it's very inspired by, by Steve Green. I, I um, used it on one of my teachings. I read the, I read the lyrics and actually played it and we had it on there. I guess that was okay to do that because, of course, Steve Steve gets the credit for it. He wrote it and he wrote it and recorded it. It wasn't me. <laughs> I wish I could write like that. If I could mm-hmm. write like that, I'd be writing songs. So, mm-hmm. but it's really true that we have, you know, we all have a passion to to uh, bring people home. It's like the it's like the the father waiting for his son to come home and the you know, and Luke, and every day he's looking for him, and then one day he finally decides to come home, and his father ran to him. I picture this is how the father is with us when we're out there, you know, playing the world, and then one day we finally realize that we need him, that he runs to us, and he, you know, he envelops us with his love to the point where all the, all the enmity, all the strife, all the stuff that's been baggage in our lives that's, that's kept us in bondage can be broken away. You know, any addictions, any kind of addiction, there's, there's hundreds of things you can be addicted to, not just drugs and alcohol. But addictions, 
thing, you know, it, it's in your, a lot of it is so important to, to realize that you can't do it by yourself. Right, Kev? I mean, I, I, I tried, man. I tried doing it by myself for a lot of years. It just, it didn't work. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. And even at times now, there's times when I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can handle this thing by myself. But then I gently reminded that, <laughs> that, that I can't, <laughs> you know, it's not, uh, Greg and I talk about this quite often. You know, we, we need, we need the Lord every day. We need him. And that's not being weak either. Yeah. See, I'm I'm putting up comments, Tom. I'm experimenting here. I thought this was interesting. Uh, hey, look at this. There. I I told God I wanted to work from home before the rapture. I don't want to be at work when the rapture happens, which I totally agree. And the player said we will never work from home, Buttercups. Today I am at home with monitors. <laughs> <laughs> what does that What does that say, everybody? He actually called you Buttercups. Say. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, Bob, I, I shared a screen. Um, do you see anything in there like that has Bible verse that you can pull up? Because um, I shared a screen. You did? Um, I did. Uh, I don't know what you can do, but I, I if you can see it or not. But um, I, I shared a screen, and uh, it's sitting there. Maybe you can pull it up, but if not, yeah. then so be it. Oh, check this out. Yeah. Well, yeah, barely read it. I mean, maybe I can zoom in. Yeah. Uh, look at that. I tell you. Technology. Yeah. All right. So uh, one person in chat actually had a question. I know we're, we're not really taking questions. At the right How about that? Hey, look at you. That's good. Hey, um, getting... Yeah, you're getting better. Um <laughs> Uh, one person asked in, in chat, and I was going to talk about this anyway, so I figure um, I would just go ahead and answer their question. They, they basically said, well, if the Feast of Trump, if, if, if the rapture is not on the Feast of Trumpets, then why did Paul say it's at the last trump? Well, here's a time where there's a trumpet that sound and it's not on the Feast of Trumpets. Now, there is a disconnect sometimes from people who have read this and think it's the Feast of Trumpets, but... It's actually not. The Feast of Trumpets happens on the first day of the seventh month. That is when that happens every single year, regardless if it's a Jubilee year or if it's not a Jubilee year. However, in a Jubilee year, we'll read here in, in, chapter, in, in Leviticus 25, by the way, right here, uh, chapter, uh, verse number 8. Uh, and thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee, seven times seven years. And the space of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee 49 years. Okay? So you get seven seven cycles of seven. And then thou shalt cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. In the day of atonement shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. And then it's the 50th year, and you, um, and ye shall hallow the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land. So that is another opportunity for a trumpet uh, to be sounded. And, um, and that's when, uh, again, there's a feast of trumpets that the trumpets sound, but 
in a jubilee year, the trumpet is sounded also on the Day of Atonement, and that basically heralds the uh, the jubilee year. So that is the reason why it doesn't have to happen on a Feast of Trumpets. Now, there will be plenty of other people who, who will pull up all kinds of different passages and say that it doesn't have to happen on the Feast of Trumpets or that day, and they'll say it can happen at any time. Jesus said, watch. Uh, you don't know when time you're, you're, you know, that I'm going to come. The, you know, they point to a lot of different things. That's that's great. But the point is that if you do believe that this is actually associated with blowing of the trumpets and what's mentioned in Leviticus, then that, then that is a day other than the day of the Feast of Trumpets where the trumpet is blasted. So if, Bob, let's just say the Feast of Trumpets comes and goes. Other people are like, hey, when's the Feast of Trumpets this year? Well, it's certainly looking like it's the 27th to the 28th um, mm-hmm. uh, because the, the moon isn't going to be able to be sighted on the 26th. It's just too too narrow of a sliver. It's like 1.4%. Um, <laughs> hey. Oh. <laughs> How's it going? Hey. Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> Uh, we're just talking about the Feast of Trumpets. So uh, on the 26th, the moon is only going to be at 1.4% illumination. So that's really too, too shallow to see with a naked eye. But the following day is like 5 point something percent. So that's just obvious it's going to be seen. Plus it's also like after 30 days from the last time it was seen. So this 27th appears to be the day of um, the first day of the seventh month, which is the Feast of Trumpets. So the question is, like, if we're still here after the Feast of Trumpets, then do we actually have 10 more days for another opportunity to be on a trumpet feast day uh, since um, this year, 2022, our, our year, 2022? But the Jewish year, I think it's, what, 5873 or something like that, Bob? Mm-hmm. Is that the is that the new one that's coming up? Um, that then 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 maybe ten days later is yet another opportunity there to have a feast day with trumpets, um, which would be a day the day of atonement, the tenth day of the seventh month in a ju- in a jubilee year. And, and I think the, you, and did the you jubilee. bring that up to your? Did you bring that up in a video of yours, Bob? Yeah, because uh, I saw that on Mark Belt's channel. Mm-hmm. And he had the uh, Hebrew calendar, and then he had the Christian calendar. Mm. And the Hebrew calendar, we're at the year uh, 52, uh, 5782, going to 5783. Yeah. Okay. And 5782 is, is divisible by 49, 49 which right? makes, makes next year, 5783, a jubilee year on the Hebrew mm. calendar. But according to the Christian calendar, we're at the year, uh, we're going into the year 5972, which is not divisible by 49, but... At the end of it, you can see right here, all right, 59.78, at the end of the tribulation, supposedly, 2029, all right, that is divisible by 49. So that's a jubilee year there as well. Very interesting alignment. They got jubilee on both sides of this thing. Yeah, so it's like a Gentile jubilee kind of thing, right? Um, right. I think a lot of people didn't really kind of understand that in your last video. They were like, Two jubilees? What, what, Bob? What are you talking about? And I think that you're like on on a Jewish calendar. The jubilee seems to to start here at the beginning of the seventh month um, to, to go from fifty seven eighty two to fifty seven eighty three. 
But uh, on, a, on a Christian calendar, it appears as though Jubilee happens seven years later, which is, I think, is quite interesting because that is that that's like a bookend of that Shemitah cycle. And that doesn't doesn't it make, doesn't, it, doesn't it make sense that it would be in a Jubilee year? Because uh, the Jubilee year is a year of rest. Mm. You know, and what did God do after he after on the seventh day? What did he do? Rested. Rested. Right. So, so it does seem like the the the, the, the history of of humankind, basically, from yeah. starting with Adam, goes for 7,000 years in total, and that the last 1,000 years is the millennial reign, which would uh, mimic the, the creation seven days, and that the, the seventh day would be a rest, and so the last 1,000 years would be a resting period as well, where yeah. where there's not a bunch of wars and, and a whole bunch of calamity and all that kind of hey. stuff that Jesus is on the throne. Um, it just it feels and like eight is the number of like ultimate completion, right? Like, and that's so, when eternity uh, starts, that's a, right? That's a new beginning, eight, yeah. and also yeah. that's a numerical. Uh, Jesus Christ numerically is eight eight eight. So of course that's a coincidence, I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but, but I mean that just that does kind of line up with the seventh day of rest yeah. and then a new beginning, right? Um, because when you read through. Uh, when you read through the rest of Leviticus, you know, it's just like that year was the year that they were not, not supposed to do anything except praise the Lord. That was, I mean, he was going to take care of them. Uh, the, that was it. All I mean, the debts get washed away too. Yeah, boy. Uh -huh. So for those who are raptured, all of our sinful debts, I mean, our bodies are changed. I mean, we're, we don't have to deal with that anymore. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a brand new start. That, that's what it was. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a it's a year of release. It's a year of release. Now, think about this: we year of release for the uh, body of Christ for the church to be raptured. Okay, so there's a year of release for us. Okay, celebration for us. But then, what happens at the end of the tribulation period? There's another resurrection, another year of release. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this makes exactly. sense why we're looking at two different two different uh, jubilees. Happening here, one next, one yeah. next, uh, this next Hebrew year, and one here at the end, right, Sister Leora? Yes, and I had a dream about it, um, a vision dream about that, and what you guys are talking about just recently, a couple days ago. Really? Yeah. You want to talk about? It? If you pull my arm, I guess so. <laughs> well, let me say first of all, <laughs> shalom, shalom, mishpocha, peace and health to you, family of God. Um, you guys, please excuse me. I'm dealing with a little bit of um, sinuses and bronchitis, um, but I am, trust me, I know I'm healed. Um, but uh, <clears throat> excuse me if you hear me kind of cough over here a little bit. Um, I was not planning on being on the program tonight. I uh, was flipping through the channels and I just happened to look at my phone and got that invite for Brother Bob and no makeup, hairs all over the place. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and the Lord's like, get your butt up and get on that program and share what I've shown you. So here I am. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I usually record my stuff. I usually will wake up and record my dreams, my visions, um, or I'll write it down so that I don't forget. Normally when I dream, it's 
uh, late at night or it's going into the wee hours of the morning. The one I had this morning was about, um, oops, I had a, there we go, hold on one second. I had, um, it was about Armageddon. And um, that one was very, very interesting. Um, the one about the thousand year reign, I was uh, dozing off. And you know how you're kind of like, you're not in that full sleep, that, that full mode, deep sleep. You just mm -hmm. kind of close your eyes and you, you just doze off. I call those uh, in between dream slash vision, but a closed vision, not an open vision. And so <clears throat> I just dozed off and I was standing in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem. And I was, um, okay, this is the best way I can describe this to you guys. Everything around me was glorious. Okay, now I've, I've been to heaven before. I've seen heaven. It was kind of along those lines. Everything was white and pure. The atmosphere was charged with the presence of God. Okay, um, of course, there was no, I guess there was no sun because God himself, Yeshua, uh, was the light. But I knew that this was the new earth. Okay, it was a new earth. And I knew that um, it was during one of the feasts and I felt like it was Sukkot, you know, tabernacles. You know, the scripture says three times a year, it was the men, not the women and children back in the biblical times. It was the men who had to go up three times a year, you know, for the hot, for the feast of the Lord and they would bring an offering. So I felt that um, in this case, it was both men, women and children that were present. I saw the Lord seated on a throne and he was on a very large throne. It was a white throne. And I knew it was the throne of David, okay? And um, <clears throat> it was made, it looked like it was made of marble. And there were pillars all around us, um, big, thick, white um, marble pillars that had beautiful engravings in them. I don't know how else to describe this, okay? Uh, unless I start speaking in tongues. And then you definitely won't understand me. But it was, the marble was so beautiful. The pillars were so big. I mean, massive. And there were stairs that were leading up um, to the Lord where he was seated and where the pillars were. And all of a sudden, I could see the Lord. He was dressed in a beautiful uh, white long robe or garment, okay, that glistened. It looked like it was um, transparent. And I've seen him in this before. So he got up off the throne and he had a scroll in his hand. Mm -hmm. And I knew that he was literally getting ready. Like all of the people were there. They were gathered there and they were waiting for the Lord to read off of the Torah, the Torah scroll. And um, I'm just trying to make sure I don't miss anything. There were men, women and children that were present. It was it was a feast day. Um, and he started to walk to what we call in the Hebrew, a bima or the bima. Um, in other words, the Christians, my brothers and sisters call it like a, a podium. Okay. And he was, a, he was walking down the stairs to, uh, the podium or the bima and he opened up the scroll and he was just about to read from the scroll. Let me tell you, I didn't want to wake up from that. It was so <laughs> glorious. And the thing is, is that I knew. I knew in my spirit because God made me know this was the thousand year reign. Mm. And I woke Amazing. up. Wow. 
could imagine what it'd be like to have been there to see that. I never, I don't think I've ever had a dream about the thousand year reign. You know what? Not many, hardly any dreams come into my ministry about the thousand year reign. Okay, very few. I, I can't even get enough to put a compilation together. You know, so it's like, you know, the Lord is, you know, he start, we, he's giving us all these dreams about the rapture. Rapture, 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 tribulation. I mean, it's just pouring out. I mean, everybody's just getting them for the most part, you know. If you haven't got one yet, you're probably going to get one pretty soon, mm-hmm. okay? But as far as the millennial reign, not much. Mm-hmm. Not much there about the millennial reign. I would love to get some about the millennial reign. And I know we're all here today, and we're all, you know, all in this world right now. This, this is a very, very extremely dark time mm-hmm. we're heading into right now. And it's moving exponentially it's converging it's compounding okay this i mean it's like you know you guys remember how it was like 20 years ago any little piece of news about the end time everybody talked about it and now it's like you can't even you know it's like there's so much content out there that you gotta you gotta prioritize what you want to talk about hopefully somebody covers this hopefully somebody covers that you know all this darkness but What's coming, hopefully in a couple weeks, hopefully in a couple weeks, is something that's going to be this world's never seen before. It's going to change the world. It's going to be incredible. Sister Leora, uh, you had a vision. Uh, was it today going past the graveyard? You want to tell us um, about there? Oh, my goodness. I've had so many of them over the last, like, two weeks. I've had a dream about the bride being ready. Um, just... Oh my gosh. Um, the one about, yeah, the graveyard that was yesterday. Um, I was coming out of the dollar store. This was not in the dream. This was actually in uh, real life. I was coming out of the dollar store and just as I was getting ready to turn out of the parking, I was making a right out of the parking lot. And if you look across the street, there's a gas station. And then across from there is a cemetery. And, um, I just happened to look over at the cemetery and boom, there's a vision right before my eyes. And I start seeing these bluish, uh, whitish orbs, glowing white orbs that started to come up out of the graves, not out of every grave, but out of the graves. And then the vision was over. It's kind of like the one, remember I shared with you guys last year, Bob? where I I was dreaming, but it was like I was literally there and there was an earthquake that was going on. And I began to see, if you remember, I shared it on your program, there was dirt that started to fly up out, uh, or there was light, I'm sorry, um, like the light of God's glory started to shoot up and the dirt was literally like flying up out of the graves. Not all of the graves though, only some of the graves. And I could literally see that there was Um, this earthquake was happening all over the world, all over the world. And as I began to see the light um, coming up out of some of the graves and some of the dirt, I heard the voice of the Lord say, the dead in Christ are about to raise. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what would you say to this person in chat named Rock E. Shepherd who says, no one ever sees Jesus or speaks to Jesus and God does not send dreams? Uh, well, you know what? Um, I beg to differ because um, 
I don't know if whether in body or in spirit, but the one thing I do know is that I saw the Lord. I don't believe that we could actually see him in the flesh. I believe that the, what the Lord does is because scripture says that when a man slumbers upon his bed, that the Lord, and I'm paraphrasing, that he comes and then he imparts dreams and visions to us. Joel chapter two, Acts chapter two says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It is right there in the scripture. If you defute that, then you have to defute that between you and God. But in reference to seeing the Lord, you have countless people, even little children, children that are three and four and five years old, who can barely, you know, they're barely out of diapers. And yet they are having encounters where they go to heaven and Jesus talks to them. Yeshua speaks to them. So yes, I have seen the Lord, not in all of his glory, because I do not believe that our flesh can handle no. seeing him in all of his glory. Mm -hmm. Okay. You also have Muslims. Let's go down that rabbit trail. Okay. You have Muslims <laughs> right now who are coming to the Lord and being saved because they are having visions and dreams sure. of seeing Yeshua, Jesus. You know what saddens me, Leora, is when somebody like that comes in and 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 they, they just actually posted another comment that says, be suspicious of this person and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can the church say amen? Be suspicious yeah. of me. <laughs> you know, it just, it takes, it, it's like that person really has no joy. I mean, if they're, if, if they think that everybody is evil, yeah. Um, and, and, and that nobody is saved <laughs> and nobody actually gets any dreams. I mean, God, uh, that God doesn't send anybody dreams. Then, Bob, how many dreams have you accumulated over the yes. course of, of yeah. the last 10 years? There, there's oh. so many of them. I built a gigantic ministry yeah. from them. Yeah. And those are just outside, outside of the ones of my own. Mm -hmm. Man, I well, those are awesome. awesome. Yeah, those Bob's just made all this stuff up, you know, right, and he's right. analogued it. He's he's so yeah. creative. He can make up yeah. 10,000 dreams. Yeah. I mean, nobody has written 10,000 books. Sorry. I mean, it's this is the deal. If everybody is nobody saved, okay, then and and God doesn't give dreams to anyone, well, then who's the who, who's who's left to rapture? I mean, every, yeah. we're like all of us now are just being deceived every day by by 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 people. Who claim you know, to says, be Christians and believe in the Lord yeah. and said that God gave them a dream, but you got to be suspicious and say that all of them have been deceived? I mean, come on now. Second Corinthians, it talks about that the, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that believe not. Um, Amen. Yeah, that the glorious are. gospel of Jesus Christ should shine under them. So mm -hmm. you're. And you no, know what it, the thing is, too, is that when you have the spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you, because you want to talk about being suspicious. I've been trained to be suspicious of everything and everybody. That has been my training. So you want to talk about suspicious, we can go down that road. It's wisdom. It's using the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of you and you're suspicious about someone, then you need to get on your knees and you need to cry out to the Lord and ask God to reveal to you his plan and purpose for your life, for this world, whether or not if that person is coming from the Lord, he is the revealer of all truths anyway. And you know what? To be honest with you, I am a Jewish believer who believes in Yeshua, not mm -hmm. many in my family. I'm kind of like the black sheep of my family. So you want to talk about suspicious? 
you want to talk about whether or not I've seen the Lord. I'm not easily offended by what people think of me. I wasn't trained to feel or think that way, but I do love this person. Whoever's commenting, I love you with the love of Christ. And you know what? You can be suspicious of me all you want, because guess what? There was a man in the Bible who was called Saul, who was a murderer, who murdered Christians and murdered Jews who believed in Yeshua. And guess what happened to him on the road to what? On the road to what? Come on, brothers. Damascus. Damascus. Yeah. While he was on the road to Damascus, guess what happened to him? He was knocked off of a donkey and he was blinded by the power of Jesus Christ. For three days, he stayed blinded, did not eat, did not drink. Okay. And then the Lord sent a prophet to him. You want to talk about suspicious? God, the Holy One of Israel, <laughs> sent a prophet to this man, laid hands on him, and then caused his sight to come back. This man was a murderer who got up off of that deathbed and was used greatly and mightily by the power of the Holy Ghost. And guess what? His name is still being sung and rang in the churches today. Amen. Amen. Let me give you the verse here. Uh he says, give me the verse. Here, says, give me the verse that says dreams are for the last. So give me the verse that says dreams are for the last days. The last days during the tribulation. Great. It says Joel 2 28, 29. And it shall come to pass afterward that I shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and old men shall dream dreams, Amen. your young men shall see visions, and upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days I will pour out my spirit. There you go. You know, and we're not we're not supposed to quench the spirit. We are supposed to test the spirit. And what is the test? The test is that Jesus Christ, that, that person says that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. That is our test. And you know what? There are all those people, Bob, that are that that have professed to believe in Jesus Christ as their savior, and they have said that they've had a dream, they've passed the test. And we are not to quench that spirit. And that's exactly what that person's trying to do here and say, no, you got to discard all that stuff. Nobody has that. Well, guess what? Leora is proof positive. Just yet another person that has had dreams that professes that Jesus is her, is her savior. Yes. So that, that she passes the test people. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but why, why bring down the brethren? I don't understand yeah. that. It's like that, but that's what it says that it's going to happen in the last days. Right. Yeah. Because there are going to be tears along with us in this chat, yeah, and they sure. are going to be among us, and they are going to remain among us, aren't they, Bob? Because yeah, we man. can't pluck out uh, that. They, they have to actually come together, and then the tears get separated. And, you know, a lot of that, I think, has to do, and that person may confess that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior as well, but there is going to be a separation sooner or later of those tears from the wheat. And those tares are not going to have the same benefits as the wheat does. And well, it talks me, about that a lot in the Bible. So you got to be I, careful about those things. Yeah, yeah. Can I share? Can I share one thing with you guys? Please do. You were you were taught. She was uh, so eloquently talking about the, the conversion of the conversion of Saul. And uh, in uh, Acts chapter nine, I'm just going to read a couple of verses here. And um, in verse eight of of Acts 9. Okay, this is when Saul arose from the earth after seeing the vision. Okay. This is before Jesus spoke to him. It says, Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they that led him by the hand 
and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight. And, and uh, you know, Ananias was sent to him. But what eyes were opened? His eyes were opened. Mm-hmm. He saw no man. His spiritual eyes were opened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was blinded spiritually. But his physical eyes were closed. His spiritual mm-hmm. eyes were opened. Mm-hmm. And you then, know what that, then that, he was then he was ready for the for the molder to mold him. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's the five that's the five wise virgins that we talk about. You're talking about the five wise virgins who are there are ten altogether, but there are five who are ever so close to the Lord. They have all of the oil that they need. They have a pure relationship with Yeshua. They love him. He is their beloved. He is their everything, their breath, the very breath that they breathe. She walks with him, talks with him, sleeps with him, gets up in the morning with him. It is a continual relationship. Okay, these are the the ones I believe that are a part of the Philadelphia church that Mm. will go. Now you have also five foolish who also love the Lord, but they have no oil. They have no Holy Spirit. They have no inner witness. What fruit are they producing on their tree? That's the question. Where is your fruit? Because if you love your brethren and you love your sisters in Christ, where is the fruit of your tongue when you're speaking ill things against your brother? And sister, especially in the times that we are living in right now. We are living in such serious times right now where we know and we can see that the coming of the Lord is so near. And yet you still have those who are fighting each other and lashing out at one another. That is a part of the five foolish and a part of the five foolish who want to stay here and remain on this wicked world. You know, I just interviewed someone on my ministry program who had a dream about, I don't know if you guys know about this, but if you guys know about the Galilean wedding, I've been teaching on that for a long, many, many years, the ancient Jewish wedding and how it, you know, relates to the coming of the groom for his bride. Well, his sister, it was all God. We were on uh, YouTube the other day and I was interviewing her and YouTube cut me off because they said I had spam. (laughs) In my in my description box, when everything in that description box was worship or leading back to another brothers or sisters, you know, YouTube channel. Um, the thing is, is that that spirit that's in you, which is the Holy Spirit, the testimony of Jesus Christ, irritates those spirits that are in the five foolish virgins who so, are not walking with the Lord. Okay, you got me on here to talk about my dreams. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that's what will happen that's well one of these days one of these days you'll come out of your shell <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, that's, you know, that's, what, that's what we always love about you when you come on here is that you're bold i mean you yeah. do not hold back you are bold and you are gonna and listen you because you have conviction you have the Holy Spirit inside you, so you you don't feel ashamed about these things. And I think that that's that's really the key when you have the Spirit inside of you is that you do not feel ashamed. I mean, look what happened with the apostles when they were you know they were preaching and they're like, "You got to stop this." They're like, "We are just not going to follow." We can't. We can't you. Stop. I can't. 
I, I have to do what, what, what I have to do because the spirit tells me I have to. And so when a, when a, when a person comes in here and say that you know dreams are from devils and demons and this and that, I mean, you, you got to be suspicious of them because <laughs> because they, they're going against the, some of the things that the Bible tells you. you know, well, you know, you know, Kevin, along along those lines, everything we've been talking about, if you have a uh, problem with believing that the Lord can speak to you and that you can have dreams and visions. Why not ask him? Really? <laughs> Don't ask me or, or any of us. It's just like when, when you're, when you're looking, when you, when you're a seeker of truth, which I believe we all still are, because it says those that hunger thirst after righteousness shall be filled and you don't get filled just once. Yeah. But when you're a seeker of truth, and you're really sincerely want to know if you go to the Lord and say, Hey, I want you to show me truth. You better fasten your seatbelt. I've said this hundreds of times on here because he's going to show you. He has to show you if you ask him. And it's not going to be one of these things where he's going to say, well, you know, like I've heard people say, well, the Bible, it was just, it was just haphazardly thrown thrown together the word of God and and you know all these prophecies were just you know randomly thrown together wait a second now <laughs> you just you don't know a whole lot about the word if you think that but you really why not you know none of us come on here and say that, that we've got the inside track of all all the truths and I've never said that I, I, there's, there's lots of things I don't understand but by the grace of God I understand a few things I've never heard. I've never heard uh, Bob say that he understands everything, or Leora, or or Kevin, or Greg, or Mike. None no, of us we can said test that. the spirits, though. No, none of us have said that. But at the same time, we're not on here trying to tear people down. We're trying to get people to get to the point where maybe if they should come across this, that they might turn their life over to the one true living God. I mean, just what's wrong with that? If that's being if somebody has a problem with that, that's their problem, not mine. You know, I mean, They're someone wants to be someone wants to be upset them. about being because I'm trying to help somebody come back to the to where they should be. You know, and the, and the adversary fights like heck because he's the prince of the power of hot air, and he's gonna the air waves. So, like she was saying, you know the thing was interrupted there now he can't be everywhere at the same time but he tries to he's he's done that with our program on here many times he's tried to goof it up with stuff but we're still on we're still speaking the truth and i believe there's still people coming to the lord so i think that that's the reason we're here um you know i'm i'm you know, none of us are. I don't consider myself to be that smart, but I know right. a few things. Over, over, I've lived long enough to, to know a few things, yeah. And to know that you know, probably let's not make this about you though for a second. Let's yeah. let, let's talk real quick about what we're talking about, which is this person said the reason my pastor said dreams are not for church age is because everything we know is in scriptures already. I mean, this person who says. Don't be deceived by people who have dreams and this and that. 
has actually been deceived by the very person that he calls himself a pastor. And so you've got to, this, I'm telling you right now, you've got to be careful because you've got to test the spirits, no matter who that person is, if they're your pastor or not, you got to test every spirit. And, and I think the point here is that when a person says that, oh, well, since I heard it from the pastor, it must be true and has not done a test on that, then they're, they're not actually following scripture. And then, therefore, they're going to come up with false doctrines and they're going to come into chat rooms like this and start disparaging the brethren and saying that this person's, uh, you know, is not can't have a drink. It's impossible because my pastor said so. Yeah, obviously the pastor never had a dream, you know, never had a vision, you know, and that's probably that way for a reason. I like this dream of poster right here. It says, my sister had a dream that a tall man glowing in amber took us both up in the rapture. It was an angel, she said. So, awesome dream there. Uh, Lior, you want to comment on this dream? I think you, I, I saw you reading it. Yeah, because I just had a vision about that. Um I think I messaged you, Brother Bob. It was last week, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just laying on my bed watching, you know, different end time things. Because I've been preaching on the end times for over 21 years. So this stuff is not new. But I've never. Oh, oh we, hit a, we, hit, we hit a sensitive spot there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what? It doesn't matter whether or not somebody studied and say they studied for 50, out, 50, 50 years and this and that. I mean, there are people that have studied Buddhism for 50 years. Does that make them, uh, you know, uh, uh, a harbinger of the truth? I, I don't think so. Uh, so the simple fact is, is that no matter what, you've always got to test the spirits. Uh, Robert, I, I just realized that I, I said something that you might have taken maybe the wrong way. No, I, I, I hope we're good on that, but, but I, I just wanted to make sure that the focus was was stayed on this. Um, right. I, I think the way I just said it made it sound like I, I like didn't really care about any hey, of your personal experience. Hey, we're we're I actually do. We're actually getting along pretty good tonight for a change. Yeah, maybe it's Greg. Maybe it's Greg that puts the uh, puts that. It could have been. Yeah, I think yeah. I'll change uh, change directions here a little bit. It says please, here. Please. Uh, Almost every channel I'm watching right now is taking up talking about September 24th. I guess mainly because of what what the German Chancellor said, but we have many other false flags. You know, um, in Colorado, they handed out bug out bags on the 12th, and they announced they're going to hand out more bug out bags on the 24th. Really? So I don't know what's coming on the 24th. Maybe nothing, but given the Given given what we're heading into right now, nothing will surprise me at this point. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard anything about the twenty fourth or anybody else, but I mean there's be, so uh, much conjecture out there about all kinds of dates, um, right around the fall feast days, right? Um I mean, I don't think that a German chancellor is going to determine when the rapture happens. Um no. <laughs> I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. Uh but I mean I do I do know that what, what what it does do is everything right now during this period of time is at a heightened state. It's like everybody's watching everything so closely and everybody is on edge. And anything that could possibly happen uh, during that period of time 
is uh, is noticed and is pointed out. And I think that's the reason why. And we've had so many false flags. Um, you know, the, the thing about that is that the, you only make false flags uh, up yourself. Like you're the only one who's taking that or not you personally. I'm just saying people in general take it as a, a as a promise or like this date is promised to me to be the rapture by whomever uh, and maybe by some things that you've personally seen and then brought it upon yourself to believe that is the date of the rapture. But um, that's not a false flag. It was it was it, it certainly what didn't come to pass. But I wouldn't call it a false yeah. flag. I mean, these are all guesses. But yeah. I mean, everybody who's ever put out a date, Harold Camping, Steve Fletcher, sixteen thousand times, uh, you know, <laughs> Brenda Weltner multiple times, other people as well. But I mean, anyone who's ever put out a date um, has guessed. Yes. I mean, it's just a, it's 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 like a, it's what Bob says. It's an analyst, an end times analyst, providing their data. Mm-hmm and saying this is a good candidate for the rapture. Some people believe there's a good candidate for the rapture two, three times a week every year, uh, you know, every single week, every single year. And Steve Fletcher is that guy. I mean, if you want to have a date that's set for you every week or at least two or three maybe even uh, per week, go yeah. there. And you'll, and you'll be you'll be strung along every week by this thing. And, you'll, and if you want to call them all false flags, well, that's just because you put your hope and faith into a guest by somebody. When in fact, we are to have faith that God is perfect and that he in his perfect time is going to take us. And what we do is we analyze things to see whether or not some some period of time uh, you know, lines up. But I think that all of us collaboratively, we all agree that we are in the last days of, of this age. And that we see the day approaching and that we agree that Jesus said that there is going to be this beginning of sorrows that takes place. And that we we feel like we're certainly in that beginning of sorrows before the end comes. Because remember, Jesus says these things are going to take place. You're going to have earthquakes. You're going to have famines. You're going to have pestilence. You're going to hear of wars. You're going to, there's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be wars. I mean, we've lived... We're living through all that time. And the famine that's been promised by many people around the world is just on the cusp of happening. So the beginning of sorrows is going to lead itself into the tribulation because that's what Jesus says. He says, after that, then these things are going to happen. And then after that, these things are going to happen. So there's this progression that continues. But what really um, is the next stage of everything is the rapture. And that's why people are at all these dates, because they look at it and go, well, we must be close. This looks like a great day to happen. This looks like a, a, a day. And so they're all guesses, though. But um, I think that some people like having those guesses every single day or every week. And some people are like, I'm fed up with it. I can't take it anymore because I put my faith into that so many times. And it's like, mm-hmm. OK, take my advice. Take your faith out of that. <laughs> Take your faith well, out of it, place it into God. It's you because know? you're bringing your own cynical yeah. beliefs into it, you know. And and it's yeah. like if we said uh, it's going to be September 27th at 12 noon. Right. Oh, wait. Well, the Lord showed me it's the 27th at 12 noon. 
That sounds yeah, like I, you're you know, leaning on your own people, people are going to come on here and say, Hagen just said it. No, I'm just using that as a, as a wild example. I don't know. I mean, that's right. The fact that we're all looking, looking at the 27th, it's like, it's a, I, I'd be like, man, since everybody's looking at it, 26th, 27th, you know, guys, like, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to surprise you. <laughs> so Bob's, it, so it just Bob's seems too easy. It just seems too easy. It does. And maybe, really, so really then, therefore, Bob, maybe it is 10 days later. <laughs> like, you've got to wait 10 more days. And uh, and, if, and though for those who wait, uh, you know, they get rewarded and who, who don't go and start bashing their fellow brothers. I have a feeling that if we're still here on the 28th, Bob, that there is going to be the trolls are gonna. The trolls are gonna come out in force. Oh, I mean, trolls. they are gonna be marching down the street, saying Bob's a false prophet. Blah blah blah. Yeah, there they are. They're just gonna be marching down the street, saying Bob's a false prophet. Bob's a false prophet. And and Bob's like, I've never claimed to be a prophet. I'm I'm an end time analyst. And you do know they, what? Analysts they call you a false prophet. Actually, they, they call yeah, you of course prophet. they call him that all the time. That's sort of like like being a heretic. That seems like that's what mm-hmm. that's what my my thing is, is in brackets. Yeah. Heretic, heretic, yeah. So yeah, they're We're going to be out full certain people, but, aren't we? But anyway, we are supposed to be heretic. Yeah, aren't we supposed to be uh, have our words salted? Um, aren't we supposed to be ready to give a man men an answer? We're supposed to have it living and real within our lives to where when someone comes up to us, we're ready to show them. You know what I'm talking about? We're our witnesses are life. So if someone doesn't believe it, that doesn't, that doesn't invalidate it. The word of God doesn't come back void. When you speak it, it goes out and accomplishes the thing we're in its sense. So if you're speaking, say you're speaking the you're you're maybe witnessing to somebody about Jesus Christ, and they they're they're not interested. Maybe there's somebody in the room that hears something that interests them. This is happening. I I know this because this has happened to me before. People they say, "Well, I heard I heard you saying this, and I checked it out, and I want to know more." Well, it's because of me? No, no, no. No, it's because the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any what two-edged sword. It's cuts to the dividing of souls. It's, it's that sharp. And it's the only thing that really can can get in there and and soften a hard heart, if you will. Because I mean, people have hardened their hearts because of, of the way the, the world has shaped us. And it says the love of God calls a man to repentance. But I'll tell you one thing. The love of God is also the the, if you will, the healing bomb that can take a heart that is hard and, and corrupt and give you a new heart. You know, I mean, and it's, it's just not, it's not just a physical thing. It's a, it's a change of, you know, our outer man is perishing, but our inward man is renewed daily. But how do you renew your new, your inner man daily is by putting on the word of God and, and proving him. You know, if, if you want to doubt it, you can doubt it. But why not take a chance with Jesus Christ? Why, what do you have to lose? I'm, I'm just the evangelist, I guess. What do you have to lose by giving him a chance? you got nothing to lose. 
you have everything to gain. But in the, in the, on the other side of the coin, what if we're telling the truth and there is a God and there is Jesus Christ and he's the one that came to have, give you a more abundant life. And he's the one that died for you. God got him up from the dead and, and he's the only way to the father. What if that is true? And then people are going to say, well, you're just, you're just using that as a crutch. No, I never said, he never says Jesus Christ. He never said he was a crutch, but he said he was the way, the truth and the life. See, and that's, that's the important thing. The statement he made there is true. Either that or he was the biggest liar that ever walked the earth. Mm. And I don't believe he was the biggest liar that ever walked the earth. And I tell you what, if you give him a chance tonight, like we talked about earlier, don't wait. You know, I used to have people tell me that when I was an unbeliever. You know, you got and I used to tell them I had to party some more and I'm gonna do some more stuff before and then I'll turn then I'll turn back to the Lord. But you don't know how many days you have. We don't know how many hours we have. We don't know when the, when the, you know, my mom just had her 101st birthday. 101. That's outrageously long life. But, you know, she didn't know she was going to live to be 101. Um, we don't know how long we're going to be living. But at the same time, why don't we, uh, like we were saying earlier, what, where's the fruit? You know, we want to, um, you know, we want to have fruit in our lives. We want to be able to, to um, at the end of our lives, really realize that our lives have meant something. We've been able to um, reach some people. You know, I've never, I've never gotten anybody saved. I've been, I've been the mouthpiece to, to bring some people to the point where they turn to the Lord. I'll granted that, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the catalyst for it. God's been really good to me over the years. And I've had an opportunity to share the word with people that have believed, and I'm thankful for them. But I, I, they, you know, my friend was telling me he was thankful I got I got him into the word. And I said, Jim, I, I, I was the one that told you about him. God was the one that got a hold of your heart, man. <laughs> so let's just let's give credit where credit's due. God is the one that gets, he's the one that gets the praise and the glory, not any of us ever. No matter how smart we are, how how many things that we show everybody or whatever, if he doesn't get the glory, this doesn't work. I've told Greg this many times. If he put this on for his own glory, it would have never worked. It would have mm-hmm. never lasted this long, Bob. I know it. It yeah. would have been off a year and a half ago. It would have been gone. Well, the, the show is definitely for the people. Okay, It blesses us definitely for the, the listeners. And uh, we have uh, Etta Bailey here. She said, you guys pray for my right foot and leg. It needs circulation. So we pray in Jesus Christ's mighty name. May this leg be healed. May all provisions be done for this leg right now. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, may everything be loosed. May everything be healed. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen, brother. I'll uh, Laura, get to, let's get to these uh, questions and comments here. There was you guys one, do that before we do that, Bob, there's yeah. one thing that the uh, chat is requesting, and that Leora finish her vision. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You remember where you left off? 
They are. Um, Want to start over? <laughs> I don't know if I got cut off or not, but you can uh, go ahead and start over if you wish. Yeah. So the reason I was talking about the whole end time stuff was to reiterate the fact that I've never seen, as you guys, um, Bible prophecy jumping off the pages like it is today. I think that the watchmen and watchwomen on the wall, we can barely keep up with what's going on because there's so much stuff happening at once every day. Um, anyway, so um, the sister's vision or dream, I think it was, uh, she saw, she said her sister had a dream about, um, I think, an angel or something like that, uh, rapturing them up. Um, don't remember quite when it was, Bob, but I think it was maybe last week that I messaged you or emailed you that uh, I was laying on my bed and I was just, you know, just keeping up to date with some uh, end time things. And um, I had a, uh, a vision where I literally saw an angel come through the ceiling and grab me. And as we were going up, I knew it was the rapture, but as we were going up, um, I think it was, I looked at this angel and the angel, when we got up there, I noticed that he was very, very tall, looked like he had um, blondish hair. I'd have to go and, and uh, read it again, but because I've had like so many of them over the last uh, two, three weeks. And But anyway, I do remember he was extremely tall. When we got up to where we were going in the clouds, he was extremely tall. He was dressed in all white. Um, and I remember that his, uh, his wings were extremely big, but they, they stood straight up and like pointy. A lot of people, when they see angels with wings, they're kind of flared out. This angel, he almost looked like a warring angel. Okay. To me, um, everything but the camouflage. <laughs> so, um, that was my vision. Very nice. Very nice. That's, uh. That's, it makes everybody wonder, you know, will angels play their part in catching us up into heaven or will we just be caught up? I mean, it's a great question. I guess we're just kind of waiting to see, what, waiting to see and find out, Yeah. <laughs> you know, the next few weeks here. Let's say, um, I think uh, here's one. Here's a question here from uh, John. Germany is saying something big. Is, oh, I think we did that one already. The 24th. Yeah, we did that one already. We did that one. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts about King Charles extending the Queen's mourning period to 17 days, which ends at the beginning of the Feast of Trumpets? I did not know about this. There was a lot of people who wanted to see the Queen, um, her, her uh, casket and so forth. Um, and there's been a big, I mean, like, like news on every single day out of multiple countries. Uh, so it was a big deal. I mean, you're talking about... 70 years of rain and uh, a lot of people for one reason or another, you know, ad admired her and, and, and what, what she stood for and what she was all about. So uh, it makes sense that, I mean, look, the, the Royals have been going through some issues <laughs> for many, 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 well, for centuries, let's be honest. But I mean, they're always in the news and it's not for great things. I mean, you've got Epstein connections, you've got, woke craziness going on. Uh, you got people stepping away from the royalty. I mean, it's not good. So right now they're actually like riding high, right? So they got this and they got all the people. They're all happy. They're mourning, but they're all like, you know, happy with the royals and going to the grief with them. 
So uh, it doesn't make it doesn't surprise me, Bob, that they would extend this out as long as they possibly could and ride this this nice um, you know wave of of uh, popularity and peace with people. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yep. Hey, uh, you guys, I'm going to uh, you going to bail. I'm going to say good night. I've um, got to get up and work in the morning. So, okay. but thanks, thanks for doing this. Thanks for putting us on here tonight, Bob. Oh, my pleasure. And Kevin, it's good, to, good to see you. Good to see you, Leora. You know, bless you, you brother. It's been, pretty, for you. It's been pretty good tonight. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. We had a great time. Yeah, question here from Janet. Janet says, uh, the Bible says we reign with the Lord for a thousand years. What would you say will happen after a thousand years? Well, white throne judgment, new heaven and new earth. Yep. That's about all we know. <laughs> in, in that order. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> I mean, you got Satan uh, bound or cast bottomless pit, right? Uh, then he comes up. He's... Uh, he gets. He ultimately gets uh, gets thrown into lake fire. I mean, that's all. It's, it's it's over. New heaven, new earth. You got eternity. You got New Jerusalem descending. Right. It's a it's an amazing time. It's an amazing time. Uh, but you know, we've got a lot to go before then, don't we? I mean, oh yeah. I mean, definitely we, no dreams or visions about that. You yeah, know, we're barely exactly. getting any dreams and visions about the millennial reign. Now, I think the dreams and visions of the millennial reign will begin to be poured out towards the end of the tribulation, probably. Yeah, people yeah. begin seeing stuff like that. You know, maybe. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, I and also, I mean, we're going to know a lot more after we're raptured, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, granted, I don't know if we're going to know everything all at the exact same time, but I, I, you know, the way God is, he'll 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 dish it out to us in perfect timing. Um, I was just wondering, there's a lot of people in chat, Lior, that are asking about, do you have a YouTube channel or a website? I do. Um, Bob, maybe you can uh, you can type that in and put that up somewhere? I'll, I'll try to figure it out. If not, at least if not, I, it will be in the description box in this video. I'll put there it you in go. there. Um, Lior, you had a dream about the Bema seat. Do you want to try to answer this question? Oh, um, with the thousand year reign. Well, when I say the Lord oh, was getting, huh? No, this one. This one Do you right think here. the beam is going to be one on one between you and Jesus or in front of all of our other brothers and sisters? One on one. I think so too. I think it's going to be a one on one because it's a personal relationship with the Lord, with the Father. So it's going to be a one on one and he's going to show you everything. <laughs> It makes sense because wow. he's going to be going through your works and the ones yeah. that survive are going to go through the fire and survive. The other ones are going to get burned up. Right. And he's, exactly. he's going to dish out your rewards at that time. It certainly seems like a one-on-one interview kind of thing. But the nice thing is that you can't be fired. Right. <laughs> Jesus is not going to kick fired. you out. <laughs> he's not going to kick you out. He's um, he's he's there to um, for, as love, basically. And, uh, I mean, yeah, he loves every one of us who, who believe in him. And uh, we're going to be taken care of immensely beyond our wildest imaginations. And, you know, it's it, we're going to feel so different, though, when you think about it. Like, when we're changed, our perspective is going to change. Oh, yes. I mean, we're not going to have any of this sinful nature laden on us anymore. And can you imagine? It's hard to imagine, like, not having any sinful thoughts, any sinful motives, any sinful anything. And and just pure holiness and being able to cope with that is <laughs> going to be a transition for us, I would think. Um, 
it's going to be an amazing time. But I mean, that's the thing is that you always got to understand that God is love. And since Jesus is God, he is love just as, just as well. So it's going to be that beam of seat judgment. I think it's going to be rough on some of it because it does say people will suffer loss, including I'm sure myself, I'm going to suffer some loss there. Um, but, you know, I certainly want my works that are, you know, for him go through the fire and get rewarded for those. And, uh, you know, Bob talks about those rewards a lot. And he also shows how the things that we do through Feed My Sheep Today, for example, are, and for anyone, are over 1,000 monthly donors, which is amazing. I mean, we're actually growing during this period of time of recession, Bob. That is how awesome the Lord is is that we are gaining monthly subscribers. Every single one of those are going to be rewarded for what they're, cause they're, cause they're giving with their heart and their spirit. And the ones who are doing the missionary work as well, who take that, those funds and, and give out those Bibles, give out food. There's a mattress program so that people don't have to sleep on the ground. I mean, this is caring for widows and for orphans. I mean, this is just, it's, it's amazing. And you know what? That is exactly what God has told us to do. We spread the gospel. We give to the poor. And we we, we ultimately get rewarded for it. And they um, get, uh, basically understand the word. And many of them are coming to salvation. So we're going to be able to meet them in heaven as well and talk to them about how, you know, how they came to the Lord and what they did. It's it's just going to be an amazing time. I mean, we're we're not going to have to deal with anything outside of that, you know, because right now it's just a bunch of noise all over the place. And even in here, when we come together every week, we get noise from the chat, and it's like I don't want any more noise. I want just you know us to be in fellowship and be in unity, and and that's what's going to happen after the rapture. I think that's just an amazing thing to look forward to. Amen. I got a. I've got a few questions here from Chester. He said, uh, can the blood moons of 2029-2036 mean that we have another 7 to 14 years left? You know what? It, I don't think so. Even though those blood moons are there at the end of 2032-2033, uh, uh, even though they're there, I don't think, um, once again, the data sure indicates that this upcoming Shemitah cycle is going to is going to encompass the seven-year tribulation. Seven-year tribulation definitely seems to fall within the confines of this thing. Um, you know, I want to out there. I can share a picture here. Uh, if you guys watch uh, 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 Return of the King's channel, we put another video out. I, I, I that saw video. that last video. Yeah. It was like nine minutes long, and it and it had some some charts. Yeah, uh, it showed the Revelation twelve sign. It. it I, I would highly recommend that video. Anybody and uh, he did. Uh, I had a, actually a couple of pictures here. Uh, you probably won't be able to see them, but I'll post them right here. Let's see, uh, right here. You guys see that? Kind of see it a little bit. It's uh, it's pretty small, but okay, yeah. But if you point it out, Revelation, sure. Revelation 12 sign, uh-huh. right? Five years from Revelation 12 sign to the Feast of Trumpets, five years, okay. 12 years from the Revelation 12 sign to the return of Christ, 2029. Interesting. Seven years from the final blood move, Tetrad, 2015 mm-hmm. to 2022. Feast of Trumpets, seven years. Mm-hmm. So you got seven 
You got five. You got twelve. Okay, these, these are incredible alignments. Okay, I don't think that's I don't think that's there by accident. And five, the number five um, is grace, right? Uh, five is grace, and in 2017 we saw the Revelation 12 sign to five years grace to the rapture would be like the ending of the time of the age of grace. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you, you could see the parallels there, right? And then, and then 12 years after the Revelation 12 sign would be right. seven years after that. <laughs> book in your cycle. And then, and then he goes into talking about what the, what, what the celestial landscape will look like on the Feast of Trumpets. Mm-hmm. And it's a perfect landscape of the tribulation start to finish wow perfect right on that day okay incredible video you need to go check it out but uh yeah you should definitely check it out because he he shows the 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 signs and, and and what it's going to be like i believe at the end of the seven years on the day of uh of uh the feast of trumpets this year what it looked like in 2017 uh, so, I mean, he lays all that stuff out, and he's got like, hey, Jupiter was here, now it's over here, and that's what, 12 years later, it's exactly where it was back on the Revelation 12 sign, because Jupiter's got a 12-year orbit. So, I I thought it was very interesting. I, I enjoyed that video a lot, Bob, and I'm glad that you pointed that out to me, because there was a lot of good learnings there. And you know what, the interesting thing is that I don't know if you guys collaborate at all, I don't think you do. But no. you guys matched up like all over the place, which is one of those things when you get like a whole bunch of people saying the same thing and they don't even talk to each other. That's when you know that, hey, people are coming up with the same conclusions. Well, we're all we're all watchmen. We're all analysts. And and we're all analyzing the same storm that's coming. We can all see the same storm. OK, now, if something <laughs> if nothing happens. That means the tribulation hasn't started. Uh, the four horsemen are not riding yet. Sure, things can get a little worse here by the hands of man, but until those four horsemen start riding, it's not going to get that back. And the hand of restraint is still here. And we, we might be looking at another seven years, which I just can't see it. I just can't see it. Okay, that Revelation 12 sign I just showed you. All right. It was seven. It was five years from the Revelation twelve side piece of trumpets to the piece of trumpets today. Right, the age of grace five number of grace. Yeah, right, coming to an end. Okay, hey Bob, there's somebody who just posted in chat. Why are you all not talking about the Revelation twelve sign anniversary? <laughs> I mean, we are talking about literally right this second. I mean. It's like right now we're talking about it. We are absolutely talking about it. It's it, it's a big deal. I mean, every time Revelation 12 sign anniversary comes around, it's right around the Feast of Trumpets. So it's usually people are talking about it in a big deal. So, yeah. And the Revelation 12 sign is a warning sign. A warning sign comes before the event. And we had a perfect alignment five years ago. Right? Yeah. Five years ago, five number of grace. All right? Yeah. And the fact that from that point, then it goes to 12 years later, 12 number of government. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and of course, what does the Revelation 12 sign talk about? Government. There's right. a, there's a man child that governs that governs the world. So it's all about government. Yeah. 
and the child is caught up to God's throne. Uh-huh. Yeah, he has grace that creates a child. Five, twelve that deals with the the child's destiny as a governor. And so. and what's Revelation twelve five? And the child was caught up harpazo to God in His throne. <laughs> yeah, it just so happens that's, that that's twelve five. <laughs> that's twelve five. <laughs> so here, Scott. here's the interesting thing from Stephen. Right, I, I, I it made me laugh because the last word. I'm sure he meant to say raptured and not ruptured. Because <laughs> want to get ruptured. You want to read this one, Kevin? Yeah. Uh, Scott, not Bob Barber, but if you are saved and sealed with the Holy Spirit, you will be raptured. Amen. If you are saved Amen. and sealed you will with the Holy Spirit, you will be raptured. God is going to take you. He's not going to leave you here. The sealing of the Holy Spirit is the beginning of your salvation. Your spirit gets sealed and saved. Your body's not dealt with yet, unfortunately. But the Bible talks about that the operation in Colossians two twelve. You trust in the operation of God, the beginning of the the beginning, authored, authored, beginning, and the finisher of your faith. Okay, and starts with your spirit, ends with your flesh at the rapture, resurrection. That's why all these people have to be resurrected. All those who got saved during the age of grace. This is how you close out the age of grace. Everybody that partook in the covenant of the age of grace gets their gets their final reward at the end. All of us, those who are resurrected and raptured, we all have the same birthday for our, for our new bodies because we are one body, the body of Christ. So another interesting way of looking at it right here. <laughs> There's so many people in chat that are just hilarious. I feel like I'm about to rupture with all this waiting. I'm rupture ready. <laughs> Um, this is another one. Uh, I, mean, I love it. These, uh, the, the chat's on fire tonight. It's so great. I, I just, I love it when, when people, you can feel like, you know, there's so many things in this world that can push people down and you can get, feel like you're just getting beaten down every single day, but we can still come here and joke about some things and have a lighter light mood. All of us, um, no matter what we're going through, we still have peace inside of us, don't we? Because we know that no matter what happens to us here on this earth, pales in comparison to what's going to happen to us in heaven. And I think that that's the hope that we have inside of us, right? Is that, that that's the peace that passes all understanding. People can't understand why we feel this way. Because the Holy Spirit is what gives this to us. We have this inside. We're sealed, like you said, Bob. And when you're sealed and you have no chance of actually losing something... I mean, you, you you know, it's like people it's people who, who go on works and, like, they have to work for their salvation every single day. I feel so sad for them. I mean, if you're doing works and stuff like that for rewards after you're sealed, great. That's awesome. You're going to get all kinds of rewards. But if you think that that's what's ultimately going to get you saved and you yeah. take out the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus and don't rely on that, well, guess what? You're in for a rude awakening because your works are not going to get you there. The yeah, only way that you're sealed is when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You take him into your heart. The Holy Spirit comes into you, dwells within you. You change just because you have to, because you can't live with that old man anymore. You have to put on the new. And then right. when you do that, things change. And then you start doing things for. For people and other things like that, and it's and it's just 
out of the kindness of your heart. And you don't normally have that as a, as a human. And it has to be given to you by the Holy Spirit. Now, people will do those things because they're trying to earn something uh, without actually like being saved. And those works are dead works, aren't they, Bob? They're dead. Right. That's what the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, or Apostle Paul said, the Holy Spirit is given to us as an earnest of our salvation. It's an earnest, which means it's a promise of future performance by yeah. God. It's a promise of future performance. Yes, you're, you're sealed and saved spiritually, but you are three parts. Okay, so all three of your parts got to be dealt with. Okay, yeah. so as an earnest, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Your spirit's going to be sealed and saved. So when your body dies, you go to heaven and you wait for the resurrection. All right, the earnest of our inheritance, the Holy Spirit. And those of us who are alive and remain, who have the earnest of the Holy Spirit in us right now, that Holy Spirit's going to change us from the inside out, as the Bible talks about. In so, a twinkling of an eye. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, I love that video you did on the earnest. You, you t- I think it was like two months ago when you did a video and you mentioned that about earnest and about, hey, you know, this is something that's, that's basically paid and full and owed. And it's like, and something else is owed. And it's like, you know, you. That's why it says you can go before the throne boldly, right? Because you, you, you know, you're you're sealed. You know, you have an advocate. You know that 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 you have the way, the truth, and the life, and that, that it can never be taken away from you. It's just it's a it's a life altering, eternity altering event when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's it's an amazing thing. And I wish that everybody could experience that. And the only way that that can happen, Bob, is that all of us together just continue to spread that gospel and uh, get as many people to come to the Lord as, as, as possible before the rapture happens. Because I'm telling you, after the rapture, there is going to be a revival, absolutely. But there's also going to be many, many people who are deceived and believe in, in the Antichrist instead. You know, after the rapture, it's going to take dying to survive. Yeah. You're going to have to die. So the angel says, blessed are those who die going forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't want to be really part of that. But, I mean, if you're there during that period of time, I'm telling you, do not be deceived. Uh, Do not believe the world. I mean, when they show up, and you know who I'm talking about, (laughs) when they show up, uh, and and one of them proclaims to be the Messiah or whatever, you know, or, or gives power to those uh, to a person who says that he's Messiah. Don't believe it. Jesus says there's going to be many false prophets. There's going to be people here, there, and everywhere that are going to claim themselves as a Messiah. And yet Jesus is not. Jesus is still up in heaven at that point. He has not come down. You'll know when he comes down because he's going to set foot on the Mount of Olives. And there's going to be a gigantic earthquake that takes place. And then all the, the, the armies are going to come together in Armageddon to try to kill him. Amen. So you'll know when that day happens. I'll say uh, Caesar here, uh, the third temple in Jerusalem, on, is, it, is it on its way to being built? I bet you it's already been built in sections. Prefab. It's been prefabbed already. They just got to put together like a Lego set. So we gotta- uh, Laura, have you heard anything about like the red heifer or anything like that lately? Because I've heard there's like some that are ready to go. There are some ready to go, but they're still looking for some as well. So mm-hmm. that's all that I've heard uh, so far. But in reference to even the third temple, remember, um, they could easily put up a Mishkan, a temple, uh, as Moses, you know, Moshe's temple, you know, mm-hmm. the tabernacle. They could easily put up something like that because they've already started the sacrifices. Remember what happened last year? 
Yep. You know, um, yeah, they did. So they've already started the sacrifices and the practices. They have the Levites. They have everything already ready. And then also look at um, what's going on in Dubai mm. with the Abrahamic uh, house, the covenant yep. house there, the three. Um, I believe that has a big part to play in uh, this third temple. Uh, I had a dream about the third temple not long ago. So it's. It's They've already got all these utensils and everything mm -hmm. ready to go. They've already identified the uh, the yeah. priest like the line and from yeah. DNA and everything. so forth, right? Yeah. So they have it seems everything. Like it seems like oh, they can get this line. thing up and running between, like like you said, even earlier, maybe than six to nine months. But even if they went for a full tab uh, a, a, a temple, they probably have a prefab, and they probably could get it together within three to three to six months, maybe yeah. nine months max. So it's not. And listen, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to go up before the rapture happens. Okay, it doesn't even have to go up before the beginning of the seventieth week. It just needs to go up. Uh, you know, probably within the first year or so of the of the of the seventieth week, because you've got you do need sacrifices and stuff to to start. Obviously, before the midpoint, because you've got a midpoint there that uh, you know they, where the sacrifices are stopped. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I mean, at, at, but but. but I doesn't I mean for people who say that the rapture can't happen because the temple hasn't been built. I, I I don't I don't buy that argument. Yeah, let's not let the Lord figure that out. Well, but basically <laughs> we're about done here. Well, but uh, Leora, I would like to have you to uh, lead us out in prayer because, folks, uh, when I had COVID last week, Leora prayed over me on the phone. I was just in tears, and she prayed over me. She said a lot of prophetic things over me. And one of the things she mentioned was that, that that night I'll be sweating this thing out. And last week's during during last week's show, I was drenched with sweat. I don't know if you're watching me, I kept wiping my forehead. I was just pouring down sweat and I sweated like crazy the entire night. And I felt a hundred now almost a hundred percent better <laughs> the next day. So she has a lot of faith in what she's gonna pray over you right now. And it's gonna work quickly, and I have a lot of faith in that. So, Sister Leora, if you can close us out in prayer, I'd really appreciate it. All of us would. Uh, sure will. And um, I wanted to do the Hebrew blessing, um, but I'll do that maybe another time. Um, Father God, we just come before you. I want to just say to the sister, too, that was uh, asking for prayer for circulation. I teach on health. And I just really felt to tell you, um, beets is really, really good. If you can start... Um, doing smoothies and beets and stuff like that, that will help to circulate your blood. It will detox your blood. I uh, just wanted to let you know about uh, beets and how healthy it is. So uh, Father, we just come right now and we just bring this broadcast before you. We thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Yeshua, Jesus, Lord, for this broadcast today. And we ask that every word that has been spoken will touch the heart of those who do not know you, those who have fallen away from you, Lord, the prodigal sons and the prodigal daughters, Lord. We are asking you to touch their hearts and bring them back to you today. Father, we are praying right now for everybody who is sick in body, Lord, for those who have children and loved ones who do not know you. We come together right now in the mighty name of Yeshua on this program as brothers and sisters in Christ. We come, Lord, and we ask you, Father, 
We ask you in the name of Yeshua to heal every person at the sound of this prayer, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that there is no distance in you. We ask right now that you go forth through these radio waves, Lord, this TV wave, Father, in the name of Yeshua and touch everybody that is sick in the mighty name of Yeshua. Every person that is sick in spirit and heart, Father, that you would touch them. Every person that is sick in their mind, Father God, in their soul. Every person that is tired and weary, Lord, we are asking you to touch every person's body who is listening at the sound of the voice of the Lord that is speaking today, Father God. And we are asking you to bless those who are in need, Lord. We pray right now for the widows, the poor, and the orphans, that you would provide for your children, Father God, that they would not beg for bread, but they would have every need met today in the name of Yeshua. For everybody, Lord, right now, at the sound of my voice, that is feeling confusion in their mind and in their heart and in their soul, Father, we come against that right now, and we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to pour out a fresh anointing upon your people. Pour out a Oh God, that anointing, pour out, Father God, joy, peace, oh God, that they would be able to rest in you today. We bless every speaker today, every person that is listening, Lord, and we give you all of the glory and all of the honor. And we pray, Father God, that you touch our hearts, Lord, and that you continue to cleanse us as the bride of Christ. Cleanse us and wash us in the blood of Yeshua. Wash us clean, oh God, that our garments would be white without spot or wrinkle, that we may be ready and counted worthy when that shofar sounds. And we pray all of these prayers right now. We Bless everyone that is listening in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. We praise you and we give you all of the glory. Amen and amen. 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 You want to give a Hebrew blessing? Huh? Can you do that? Um, yeah, if you okay. let me get my Bible real quick. I mean, okay. I kind of know it, but I don't want to mess it up. Can you let me get my Bible real quick? It's just sure. Okay. All right, sure, go on. ahead. The Lord's leading you to do it. I feel that the Lord right. is leading this right now but uh this is the uh, put on the spot episode yeah um, it is put on the yeah. spot right immediately i put bob on the spot right out of the gate hey can you just pull this bible verse up real quick i didn't he asked me to do this like within, within the last hour before the show <laughs> i never did this before so oh well all right no, so, you did a great. Thank you, Bob. By the way, you did a great yep. job. I thought. Amen. Thank Amen. you. No problem. So, just so everybody knows where I'm reading out of the Word of God, it is the I don't know if you can see it, complete Jewish Bible. Okay, from Genesis to uh, Revelation, <clears throat> and in in the Hebrew, it is Bamidbar, Numbers, chapter uh, six, verses twenty-four, and it says. And Adonai said to Moshe, speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them that this is how you are to bless the people of Israel. I to say to them, Ye barakecha Adonai v'yishmerecha, Yair Adonai panav v'lichu necha, Yisa Adonai panav v'lecha v'yesem lecha shalom. May Adonai bless you and may he keep you. May Adonai make his face to shine upon you and show you his favor. May Adonai lift up his countenance toward you and give you his shalom, his peace. Mm -hmm. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. 
Uh, I will close this out here in a little bit. There's probably won't be a, a video because Greg knows how to do all that stuff. So, <laughs> so you don't have, to, don't have to watch a video going up. But thank you so much, all of you who have joined us tonight. We're looking forward to meeting you in the air. Amen. We're here next week. We'll be here next week. Amen. And we're here the following week. That's going to be on uh, Rosh Hashanah. So yeah. that's, that's pretty incredible. I have to go back and ask Greg. How many shows have we done up to that? Uh, you go back and count them. See how many it is up to that Tuesday. How many shows we've done? It <laughs> might be somewhere. Well, let me. Like, I gotta think. I mean, it started in May of uh, two, of twenty twenty. So it gets a hundred. It'd be a hundred and four in two years, and then you've got another four more months. So sixteen more. hundred. That'd be a hundred and twenty. 120. That's an interesting number. That, that's a very interesting number. I think we'll go with that. I've researched that. So God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us tonight. And hang in there for we are almost finished. Amen. 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 God bless you. Shalom. God bless you. Take care. Bye.